we're going each person is someone in this room. He's Rarity. He's Twilight Sparkle. You're fucking... Pinkie Pie. You're Pinkie Pie. I'm definitely Pinkie Pie. Who am I? You're Fluttershy. You're definitely Fluttershy. Hey there. You're listening to the Chicago Maroons Arts Podcast, or for short, the Arts Cast. I'll be your host, Max Miller, and as usual, I'm joined by Samuel Landon and Sean Park. Just kidding. Today we're visited by a special guest host and full-time editor of the podcast, Parker Mee. I imagine you're all still shivering from the frigid temperatures here in Chicago. So I'll try my best to warm you guys up by letting you know about some lit art on campus. Get it? Guys? Next, we'll feature a roundtable discussion about the theater scene in Chicago, centered around a play that recently opened to rave reviews called The Antelope Party. It's a play about the caustic aftermath of what happens when bronies and right-wing rust belters mix. And yes, I said bronies, the adult-aged men who watch the children's TV show My Little Pony obsessively and unironically. Finally, we'll round things out with an interview of an artist on campus named Jacob Johnson. He's a talented musician, generally wacky blonde dude, and a comedy rapper who goes by the stage name Average Johnson. And you won't want to miss what happens when we whip out our Average Johnson. Trust me. Anyway, stay tuned to my nails on a chalkboard voice for all the arts info you never knew you needed. First up, let's sit down with Haley Gruenspan, Maroon TV director and creative writer extraordinaire. to car talk but then i realized i don't know if that's npr or not is it i think so i'm Haley groenspan director for maroon tv uh well i'm not in charge of maroon tv but i am a showrunner in maroon tv and i have my own show um called hide pork (laughs) that's a very funny title is it a comedy yes uh it's a screwball comedy okay um basically it's about a bunch of kids who work in a restaurant in hyde park Mm -hmm. and um every episode ends in a fire and they're all very dysfunctional human beings, and everything that can go wrong goes wrong. So have you done any other shows, or just Hyde Pork? Uh, I worked on a show um, called Momentum that didn't go into production as of yet, um, but I did write an episode for that, okay. and I just wanted to know the sense of working on a writing team, and that was certainly interesting. But Hyde Pork, I actually wrote entirely by myself, and I'm mm. directing by myself and all that. Wow, is that a challenge? Oh, yeah. Um, I did a lot of the episode writing over the summer, and for a comedy, it's, you know, it's hard to write, you know. Like, you can't always be in a funny mood when you're writing. Sometimes you just have to crank it out if you have a deadline. And so that was a really interesting process, just, like, trying to find the humor in everything and going to various coffee shops. And, like, at one point I was in a coffee shop, and the shop was robbed in the middle of me writing, and I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) <laughs> Where are you from that shops get robbed while you're writing? Uh, New York. And it was on the Upper West Side. Like, it's not a neighborhood that gets robbed Ooh, very often. okay. Yeah, okay. it's just like a couple guys came in and were like, give us your money. And then I felt terrible. And I was like, you know, I went up to them. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, here's 20 bucks that was, like, stolen from the dip jar. Like, you know, what can I do? <laughs> and they were like, no, don't worry about it. You know, it happens. And I'm like, wow, very casual. That's really crazy. <laughs> I imagine you're sitting in the corner just like, hmm, I should write this into my show. Yeah. I mean, I, I did not, actually, just because um, it didn't fit into the arc. If I had a fifth episode, maybe. Mm. Um, but mm. I wanted to... I had a set number of episodes, and I was like, okay, I'm going to write these four. I have the ideas for all of them. There's a limited amount of inspiration mm-hmm. I can take. From as someone who's having his life sort of taken over by trying to make this podcast in the first place, how mm. do your actors have enough time to commit to a GB production like this? Oh, it's a lot. I work really hard with the actors trying to like get, work things into their schedules, because, actually, I was inspired because there's this movie that's terrible called Movie 43, and it has all these stars in it for, like, no reason. It's not a compelling script. No one would sign on to that. <laughs> but what I read was um, 
the people who tried to get it made would literally just show up at all these events where the actors were, and they'd be like, hey, so uh, you signed on to do Movie 43. When are we going to film that? And they were just very adamant about getting it done, and it was done. And I don't want to do that to my actors. I hope my project is not Movie 43. Mm -hmm. But I'm very much about working around people's schedules and saying, okay, you know, I know you're in, you know, for example, As You Like It or Much Do About Nothing. Uh, I'm going to try to schedule all these shoots around you. I just want to get things done. And somehow it works out. Uh, I've managed to film the pilot in a quarter, which was, I, I still don't know how I did it. But at some point I'm just like, okay, you know, everyone who's acting in it, you have to have this weekend off. We have to film them. I really need, we need to get this done. And people are really willing to. So where can we go to see this TV show? Should we want to view it? Oh, it's going to be on YouTube probably around March. Okay. Um, it's going to be on the Maroon TV YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, I have to just basically finish the other three episodes and then it's going to be in post. Um, and I'm going to upload it and that's going to be crazy. It's Fingers like, crossed. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm really happy. Um, it's been a wonderful thing to work on. All right. So guys, today I want to tell you about a play that I got the chance to see at the Theater Wit. It's called The Antelope Party, and crazy enough, the, it's got on the cover, the poster for this uh, for this play, it's called The Antelope Party. It has a picture of a My Little Pony pony, and it's wearing a Donald Trump hat that says, you know, it would say Make America Great Again, but in this case it says Make Antelopes Great Again. And so you start to realize in the course of the play that the antelopes are this neighborhood watch turned rogue kind of right-wing organization that is opposed to the bronies, and they're, they're just friendship cause. And you start to see whether or not the bronies will be able to survive the intrusion of the antelopes and their right-wing ways into their fold of friendship and forgiveness and stability. Max, how did they get that cover photo from your private stash of pictures? <laughs> you know, I haven't shown anyone my private stash, so I'm, I'm just as surprised as you are. But what really struck me about the play was that it navigated a line between comedy and drama in a very inspiring way in a way that made me sympathize so deeply with the bronies even though i am not currently a brony yeah so i i do think that's something hard that plays have to do which is especially in this case um you know taking something that seems kind of a ridiculous prompt and and turning it into something meaningful and so from what you're saying it, it sounds like they're they ended up completing that task yeah because the bronies in the play are trying to escape reality and what happens is you start to see reality creep into their circle of imagination and pick at the uh, sort of chop at the, the roots of their friendship, the roots of their values, what made them so good as bronies and as people because they got to, to um, explore these great values such as friendship and, and you know kindness to one another that they got from the kids' show. And it makes you see bronies not so much as these freaks that should be castigated from society but as those who embrace more closely values that have been trampled under the hooves of a society that uh, that cares more about economics and, and you know, pro-life and right-wing causes and things that don't necessarily look out for every person in the world. Max, I find it very interesting um, with what you said about this idea of the Bronies exemplifying this friendship and this sort of tight community, mm -hmm. which exemplifying this tight community as opposed to sort of sort of this economic ideal that the antelopes seem to exemplify. Yeah, they're very utilitarian. Which which is really interesting, this idea that, like, the, the, the right-wing antelopes trying to be, you know, quote-unquote conservative, going against 
um, the Bronies who are exemplifying this this very old idea of community. So it's sort of like this, almost this like neo. I mean, it's neoconservatism versus like this true, much older conservatism, and that juxtaposition of of one against the other seems very interesting, especially exactly. for a play to do it through the lens of of Bronies. Yeah, no, I think the driving force between what caused their transformation was the appeal to being popular, the appeal to fitting in. My name is Jacob Johnson. I'm a third year uh, majoring in the history and philosophy of science. And you are a comedy rapper as well? I am a comedy rapper, yeah. That is, that is one way to describe it. I go by the rapper name of Average Johnson. Mm. Uh, nice. <laughs> most mediocre rapper known to mankind. That in itself is a bold claim. Most mediocre. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, the signs were there. Uh, ever since my birth. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was like seven pounds, 18 inches. Like, the doctors told my parents that it was like a statistical impossibility that I could like exactly meet the 50th percentile for human beings. But but that was it, you know? And, and basically, you know, that's, that's what my life ended up being, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I was just, in general, a very mediocre person. Like, my parents were like, yeah, we, this is a kid. You know, I think, like, I think my most notable accomplishment was, like, in, in, like, when I was six years old, I, like, won a karate trophy in nunchucks, and, and then I think that was my peak. I've kind of been on a steady decline uh, ever since then. Yeah, so, you know, just to give you some more background, yeah, I, I mean, I just, it's not that I, like, intend to do it, but I do just, uh, yeah, somehow just fit into the 50th percentile, no matter how hard I try. Yeah, so thus average. I mean, not many people make comedy raps. I tried my hand at it, but unfortunately, I couldn't even get average, so. <laughs> Max, I'll give you $5 if you let me hear your comedy raps. Oh. I'd love to. I think we'll, we'll put I'll it double in. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> um, no, but you're good. You have mm -hmm. a wide range. You play saxophone, right? I do play saxophone, that's right, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, my dad was a... Uh, trained as a saxophonist and um he taught me you know uh, basically all of what i know i would say yeah wow. and saxophone and jazz is he disappointed in your averageness um you know he's grown to accept it <laughs> i think you know i mean my parents were never like disappointed but they were never impressed either you know yeah. it was just this very yeah. neither over or underwhelmed just whelmed yeah has this gig gotten you girls or the attention of of people on campus has this gotten me girls? Um, or guys, I don't judge. I mean, uh, I, I think, like, it, it, like, temporarily does, and then they quickly realize their mistake. Mm. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, oh, uh-oh. Like, yeah, okay, your rap was cool, but, mm, you know, mm. this, this guy, he's like... <laughs> I mean, my name is, my name is Average Johnson, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm a, like, they don't a rewarding package, you know? It's rewarding package. That's my rapper name, rewarding package. Oh, God. They didn't realize how literal the name was. Yes, they did not. And I try to spell it out for them, too, but, you know, what can I do? I've, I've, you know, been able to perform at some really cool places. I've opened for Off Off Campus at the Revival mm, the uh, for the shows. For yeah, Chicago? that's nice. right. Yeah, um, and that's fan. You know that that's awesome. I love doing that, and I think um, I think the nature of the the comedy routines at Off Off and, and my uh, 
rap music actually synergizes pretty well. So yeah, that's always fun. Definitely. Um, yeah, and and I've, I've another thing I've tried to do is kind of blend this comedy rap genre with jazz improvisation a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, which just I think also is just part of my my background as well. Okay. Could you play a little saxophone for us? Is that too much to ask? Yeah, sure. I, I could. I could also rap a little bit for you. If you sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Such a hot day, it's the life of the mind, but I want your body. The time is right, but the hour's getting late. We need to find another place. Can't wake my roommate. Ooh, wait, I gotta think of something fast. At this school, it could be my one and only chance. Ooh, I thought of something cutie, just relax. Now we'll go have sex in the Regenstein stacks. Against some Nietzsche, I'm talking sex in the stacks. Sex in the stacks. Take it to the max. Having sex in the stacks. Hey there, baby, how's that P-set going? The way you do them problems gets my penis growing. You're so damn hot, it stops Chicago cold from Midway Mart down to Mad- Okay, we can't think about anything else. Well, hey, let's do some bio from behind that shelf. Won't you lead me to when nobody is peeping through the cracks? And we'll go have sex in the I don't know about you guys, but after interviewing Average Johnson, it's comforting to know that I'm not the only one. Anyway, what a great talent. And he goes to our very own university, too. For more of his comedy beat-dropping skills, be sure to check out his SoundCloud page under the name Average Johnson. This has been our show, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you as usual for tuning in. If you like what you heard, listen to our sister podcast, The Maroon Weekly, for all the incredibly boring news that doesn't have to do with arts. Thank you, and have a great week. Jacob! I want to be a train! We've been over this, Jacob! You can't be a train! Watch me! If I was a train, I'd be dope, known better than the Pope. They want me chugging down by the rails, blowing smoke. Got me stuck on two tracks, but my fame be up the rails. Nobody would want to take a plane or sail. Got my boiler room hotter than 200 degrees. Going 60 miles an hour and a power by steam.